2: Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfi with the Golfi team. Welcome to the Golfi Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Yes,
1: welcome aboard once again for the hottest listings in Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara. You got to go online to robgolfi.com. That's robgolfi.com. And you can call Canada or Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales at 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. 000. The Golfie team is all over social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, listings, videos, tips and advice, all there at your fingertips. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the handle is at RobGolfie. We have a host of topics we're going to get to today and some really interesting ones, including... Um, a new report that shows that a lot of millennials are giving up on home ownership. We're going to dive into that a little later on in the program. We'll talk about how to get a fair cash offer for your homes and why realtors no longer are using the term master bedroom. We'll get into that later on in the show as well. But first off, Rob, how are you? Great. It's uh,
2: It's been crazy. Uh, we've been selling a lot of houses, uh, uh, over-asking, Um we actually had a, a, a house that was listed uh, last year, uh, a waterfront property for $2 million. And uh, we were getting showings, but nobody was coming to the plate. And uh, so we let it, we let it, uh, we took it off the market uh, just before Christmas and then we gave it a break for about um, a month. And uh, so I, I, said to, I said to my client, I go, you got to put your house on the market now. And he thought it should, it would look better if you waited till, you know, April, May. And I said, no, I'm telling you, the buyers are out there and the market is hot. And he just thought I was just saying that because I just wanted to get him back on the market. So anyway, so we originally had it listed for $2 million last year and we were getting a lot of showings, but nobody was you know, coming to the plate. So this year we listed it at one million nine hundred thirty nine nine, and we ended up getting a tremendous amount of showings. We got multiple offers. We did get the $2 million for this property. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And And that's just one incident like... Like I always tell people like early, this is early spring, not even, this is pre-spring. And if you're thinking about selling, do it. Cause we don't know how long this, this frenzy is going to go on for. And I, I like, I don't, I'm not saying it's going to come down. I'm just saying it's going to slow down. And then and we're already, you know, like, like you're saying, we're going to talk with, later about uh, millennials giving up because they're just losing battles. We just had one, one agent just went crazy because she thought she, her clients had the deal and they didn't. Somebody came out of nowhere and, and offered more money and, uh, and the agent was upset and the, the, the other buyers were upset. Hmm. It is crazy out there. It's, 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 it's like you're in the jungle and you've got to fight your way and every agent's working hard to trying to get that house for their clients. And then it gets to a point where it, 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 they can't go any higher and then somebody comes in and, and beats them out and, and it just, it, it's just a sad situation for buyers and, uh, and and it hurts. I, I, I feel, I feel for them. I really, really do. I feel for them. And, and it's, and it's tough. Like, I mean, we, we put a lot of houses up for sale and, you know, we get 10, 20, sometimes 30 offers, 40 offers. And, you know, and you, you put them aside, you put the uh, all the conditional ones on one, on the left side of the table and all the cash ones on the right side. And, it, and especially if somebody comes with a certified check, you buyers out there, listen to what I'm saying. And if you know a buyer out there, Bring a certified or bank draft for the deposit to uh, uh, with your offer because you're, the agent will work with your offer on the spot. Even if you don't beat the other offer, they'll work with yours to see if you can match it or, or whatever. That deposit check is the key to getting a house when you're in multiple offers. And, and, and that house for $2 million, Rick, we had a $100,000 uh, bank draft, sitting with the, with the, uh, with the offer. I didn't, there was tomorrow. Next day there's no buyer's remorse. It's too late. We've got the money. (laughs) We've have it in our hands. So again, that's how fast the markets work. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta use the, you gotta use the right ways of doing it. And that house, that house had a letter too. They had a letter and the letter bank draft, solid deal. You'll get it. And you know what? And that's how you win offers in this market and that's how you'll get it. And then now you're in the game. That's That's the way it's done out there uh, in this jungle that we're in.
1: one of the most fascinating things about real estate, at least to me, is the pricing of homes. And you just referenced it. It was at two million. You listed it uh, after the holiday break for one nine, three nine. And and and, you know that number jumps out to me because you know why not one nine seven nine or one nine one nine you know like how how did how did you get to the one nine three nine was there back and forth was it a number that just appealed to both sides how do you come to that well
2: well we wanted a number that we thought okay obviously we're looking at it it, uh, we had a lot of showings but nobody was coming to the plate last year so maybe maybe we thought it was overpriced so. Um so the the homeowner and myself we came up with the number together and I said you know I feel comfortable with the uh nine. um I mean we could have gone 1,950 or one, you're right uh we just thought that would intrigue somebody to come to the plate mm-hmm. and it and it actually did and it it intrigued uh uh more than one person to come to the plate and and we got uh, 2 million dollars for it and we're really and and they were thrilled I actually had the, like, and I did, I did it the old fashioned way with this offer. I had, I had the, uh, the agents come in and present to the, uh, to the homeowner and, you know, give their story why they, their client should have the house. So the one offer, my client says, no, we're not interested in that offer. Go (laughs) to, so I had to say, and I, and I I coached them before. I said, I says, no matter what's on the list on the offer, Do not give the poker face, whether it's great or it's bad. Don't say a word. (laughs) He bursts out and says, "No, this is not good. Not good. Okay. So anyway, so we go to the next one. So I look at the offer before I'm reading it. So I tell the agent on the next one, I said, hey, uh, do you mind if you go downstairs and uh, I read this offer to my clients uh, uh, quietly and privately? Because that was the two million one. one. I didn't want my client to jump up in the air and <laughs> say, yes, that's the one we want. You know? I, I wanted him to keep his cool because I didn't want the other agent to know like, like he's the winner already, right? right. So but it, it was just uh, like, so it's funny though, no matter how much coaching you do for your clients, they always they always go like when they see a low number they get upset when they see a high number they just say yay they're jumping up and down we're gonna go with this and i haven't even read through the whole thing yet right. so so i had to this guy is a, a really a, you know a great guy and he's an emotional guy and he's just like so i said
1: i just had to con- you know c- contain just in case he did jump up for the for the, <laughs> for the for the uh offer that he was gonna see shortly but that that really <laughs> speaks to you know how emotional of of a decision in a moment it is because you know for most homeowners they put in a lot of work into their homes or they've lived there for a long time they really have that emotional connection to it and yeah when they don't see a number that they are hoping for they get a little i guess defensive and I, you know that happened oh, in this case as well
2: absolutely they take offense to it and it and it and, it, and it's and i'm trying to peek cool about it and and uh and and he's being you know like you know he basically wanted to kick the other agent out make hey, it out we don't want you here anymore <laughs> it's like, but, but, and sometimes, you know what, and, and you don't know, right? Like, like we were going to have three offers on this thing. And, uh, but two actually the third offer just kind of said, oh, I'm not sure. So it's good that they didn't come in because I hate to see somebody come in and then all of a sudden, and they win it and they back out without the deposit check. When I saw that deposit check and I saw the price, Rick, I said, this is the playbook that we work by. And uh, I don't know, maybe that agent uh listened to my, the, the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> how we do it. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, it, everything went well, Everything was all good. And, uh, and my clients were super thrilled and, uh, he, he was really happy in the service level that we gave. Uh, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good experience. It, it, it's nice to do face to face with the agents and with the, with the sellers. I liked it. That's the old school way.
1: Yeah. And, you know, back to the home sellers initial reaction to the first bid, um, you have to, you know, try to curtail that because that might be the best bid or, or offer that they get, right? Exactly. Like you, you don't you don't so, know who yeah, number two and like, number three is coming.
2: That's right. You don't know what the next one was, so and that's why I, I just didn't want him to uh to see the second one. I want I didn't want the uh, the agent there because I didn't want him jumping for joy, uh, before I finished reading it because maybe the second offer, uh, yeah, two million, but there was a lot of there could have been a lot of conditions. Both these offers were cash offers. There was no conditions on either of them, wow. which is which is funny when you're asking for almost a $2 million house. And, uh, but, but the homeowner of this property kept everything impeccable and he had all high end finishes and he had always used quality, uh, uh, professionals to do the work and everything. And you can tell when you walk through this property, you can tell, and, and, and you're not afraid, you're not afraid to, uh, you know, to go in, uh, cash on that either you want the house or you don't the inspections uh it will it basically uh that one you don't have to worry about when you when you have a house like that with all the uh, upgrades and everything that has
1: you can listen to our show f- online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfie Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. You can head online as well to uh, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales. The phone number is 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to check out what the Golfy team is doing on social media, and there's a lot there to consume. And if you have a question or a topic idea for the Golfy team, we will address it on a future program. Send your email to questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at At RobGolfy.com. When we come back after the break, we're going to take a trip down the highway, down the QEW to Toronto, where uh, they believe, at least according to the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, they believe that 2021 is going to be the first time in that area's history that the average price of a home is going to surge past the $1 million mark. So the question is, Is that good news for Hamilton Home Sellers? We'll dive into that. We'll also talk about why realtors are no longer using the term master bedroom, and nearly one in five millennials have given up on home ownership. All that is coming up next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Zamprin. On the line once again, Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Check them out online. RobGolfie.com is the website to visit. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They're all over social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. The handle is at RobGolfie. And call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales the phone number is 905-575-7700. Still to come, a lot of millennials have uh, you know, just forgotten about home ownership. They uh, don't like what the math is showing them, so they might uh, just decide to keep on renting uh, until uh, well, forever and ever. And we'll also get into why realtors are no longer using the term master bedroom anymore. But let's take a trip down to Toronto where the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board says strong demand for high-priced homes will push the average selling price in the Greater Toronto Area above $1 million for the first time in 2021. The uh, TREB chief market analyst is uh, Jason Mercer, and he says a strengthening economy and renewed GTA population growth followed widespread vaccinations will support the continued demand for both ownership and rental housing. But over the long run, the supply of listings will remain an issue, particularly in low rise segments. So the average price uh, in uh, 2020 is. Moved to pretty close to the million dollar mark. Uh, it rose fifteen percent year over year, twenty nineteen to twenty twenty, to nine hundred sixty seven thousand eight hundred eighty five dollars. Uh, that's a lot of money. Oh, it is. Yeah, and
2: it, you know what? It's it just it's just a low inventory, Rick. It, and it's everywhere. It's everywhere, everywhere in Canada, and the United States. The inventory is low, and and I don't, I can't, I don't see it, uh, you know, growing. It's just, you know. Like the, the people that are putting up their houses for sale, they're the ones that have to move and they're moving either relocating or down, downsizing or going to a retirement home, whatever they're doing or they're moving in with their uh, uh, kids or, or their parents or whatever. That's what's happening and the bulk and that, and, and it's going to be low like that for the, re- the rest of the year. So we're going to have a low inventory. So right now, guys buy your house right now because <laughs> at the end of the year, it's going to be worth 10, 15% more you watch and, uh, because the inventory is low and I, and, uh, and, and Toronto. So what's happening actually, I know a realtor, uh, in Toronto, he's a young kid. He's about 28 years old. Uh, and he's a realtor. He works in, uh, at a, at a Remax office in Mississauga. Now, can you believe that he had to buy a house in Stony Creek
1: wow. to afford No way.
2: him and his girlfriend moved in together? They bought a house in Stony Creek, but he works in Mississauga. So he has to drive back and forth every day from, uh, from Stony Creek to, uh, Mississauga so that he can just basically own something because he couldn't afford anything in Mississauga or Branton or whatever. So it, it's showing you like, like that's, that's a a person that I know. He's good friends with, uh, my son, Philip, and, uh, and, and I know his father really well. And he told me, he goes, Rob, you know what? We bought a, we bought a new build and, you know, in, uh, in, uh, Stony Creek right there by uh, Fruitland Road you know that little thing there by the ramp there you'll yeah. see that new little townhouse complex there you're gonna so he he's bought in there and I know a lot of people bought in there and those and those were really affordable when they I think they were selling in a three four hundred thousand dollar range now they're worth like six seven hundred thousand yeah. so so he's benefited from that already so now if he stays there a little longer he might be able to sell that and actually have enough equity to buy something in Mississauga down the road or he may just stay where he is. And, uh, but he's, uh, now he's a commuter, a commuter, uh, realtor and, uh, uh, and, but if if housing prices still climb the way it is, he may not ever be able to get in there uh, for a long time. It's just, it's just the way, and it's just because of lack of inventory.
1: He might end up focusing on the Hamilton market because it's just as hot.
2: Maybe, <laughs> me. Maybe I, should, I should recruit him to join my team and say, hey, listen, we we got some openings here for you. There you go. <laughs> uh,
1: still with uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Treb, detached homes overall in uh, the 905-416 the uh, went up 31% in terms of average selling price. The 905 area code was up 36%. The 416, 31.2% of interest is the condo market. Um, And overall condo values in Toronto were actually up year over year, but it's the downtown core that still remains down. It fell 5% year over year. Uh, Although over the last couple of months, they've seen a 5% increase in downtown condo value. So maybe the condo market in Toronto is uh, starting to heat up again. But with the average... Yeah, it's starting to bounce back. Yeah, it's starting to bounce back. With the average price in the GTA forecast to hit uh, at least a million dollars, if not more, this year, what does that mean for Hamilton... Uh, home sellers because we know that the gta influence is really great here
2: it, it, it is it, it just means that it, the market's just going to continue going the way it's going it's just going to keep going interest rates are at rock bottom uh rates and uh and then you, not only are people buying in in the gta like you know you need you need a double income house to afford a house in the gta and almost you need a double income house to own a house anywhere in canada yeah. almost pretty well but um, it's just, it's just going to drive more people out this way, um, a, a lot of uh, young, the younger millennial generation, and uh, they're just, they're just going to end up ha- having to commute or work out of their house. And, uh, you know, if, like, like that condo market took a big swing uh, in, the, in the past year just because of the fact people were leaving uh, the downtown core. But now, now things that settled, things are starting to move around a little bit. Like that's how fast this market uh, changes. You know, we're reading about, you know, the condo market has gone down slightly. Okay, so everybody's worried. Now, all of a sudden, now the things are changing around. It's just, that's how fast markets change. And, uh, but like like I said, it's bouncing back. And so anybody that bought a house uh, two years ago and they thought their condo wasn't worth anything, now it's going to slightly come back. You might see a a lot more people... Uh, unloading their condos uh, once it starts bouncing back. So there'll be more inventory. So that'll, that'll you know help out uh, first time buyers that there'll be more inventory for them to find or, or see what they like. But, um, but the, if, 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 that, what, what happened in the condo market will happen probably in, in the residential uh, detached and semi-detached and townhouses. Uh, it, it could happen sometime this year or next year, but it, it'll, it'll bounce back. Like it'll recover quickly. Like it'll, it, so, so, and, and look at it, and they're already talking about it coming back.
1: So. Not, not only has what happened in the GTA has affected Hamilton, but all, all, also the Niagara region as well, uh, primarily with the, uh, you know, the senior population of the retirees. They're selling their homes in Toronto, in the GTA, and saying, hey, Niagara's a great spot to, you know, put our feet up, and that's really impacted that market as well.
2: Oh, absolutely! A lot of uh, Toronto buyers are coming towards the Niagara Peninsula. A the, uh, the, uh, waterfront property I sold—it uh, was uh, somebody from Markham that uh, bought it, and, uh, and and we had mostly Toronto people looking at the higher-end homes in in uh, in, in Niagara.
1: Let's uh, jump topics and we're going to talk about uh, what pandemic buyers are looking for. And we've referenced this in past shows as well in terms of uh, what home buyers are eyeballing nowadays. And obviously with people spending more and more time at home, working from home, buyers are looking for a larger spaces that include a home office, uh, maybe a home classroom if they're learning from home, uh, a lot of outdoor space. Sellers should focus on these areas when listing the property. Is that a fair game?
2: Absolutely, and if you're building a new house, make sure you got a main floor den, and uh, and you've got some nice patio area for enjoying your backyard because that's what people are looking for. The the, the houses with a main uh, with a den, a main floor den, are are going off the shelf. They're selling like their like they're, like toilet paper was in um, March, <laughs> April last year. At the start of the year. pandemic, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you need you need people want people need that space. They need that private. Like a lot of people right now they're working from their dining room table, like right. as their office, but they probably would prefer to have a private room. Uh, cause if, if they're a du- if they're a dual income uh, earners and a uh, husband and wife are both working, you know, corporate jobs. So one person's in the dining room, where's the other person going to? So that you, you kind of, that's why those, those people that are working out of their houses, they need a private room in their house and so that they can work. So, having a main floor den is very, very important. Or, you know, what? Or they're buying four bedroom houses. They only need two or three, so they use that other bedroom as a as an office on the second floor. But a lot of people prefer have their uh, their their office or den on the main floor of of the home.
1: And when you're staging a, a home nowadays, are you showcasing that den? Are you making sure that there's a desk and a chair profiled to give the Uh, you know, the uh, the the home buyer, uh, you know, an opportunity to say, hey, you know, that could be my workspace.
2: Absolutely. And even in the remarks that we put for when people are reading about the the house uh, online, we put down main floor den ideal for, you know, work at home uh, situation, uh, because those those are what are people looking for. So, you know, those are some of the remarks that uh, that you put in right away. So when people are reading, say, hey, wow, this is good. This is what we're looking for.
1: And in terms so those of the, are key factors. yeah definitely in terms of the outdoor space um because you know a lot of us have cabin fever we've been working from home or you know we haven't been able to go out and, and enjoy you know uh, many of the outdoor spaces um, maybe spending a little bit of money to refurbish or revamp or just spruce up uh, the front yard or the backyard make it a bit of an oasis might really appeal not only appeal to prospective home buyers but really jack up the price as well
2: Absolutely, we had one one of the people that work with me here. They actually uh, are getting an uh, in-ground pool, but um, so the pool they, they booked early enough that it's it's happening this spring. But the landscaping won't be done till probably the fall. So they're going to have they'll have a pool, and they're going to make a makeshift deck around the pool. It's an in-ground pool, makeshift deck. Uh, but that shows you how long you have to wait for for landscaping. Landscaping companies are ju- they don't have enough people uh, to help and, and service all the, uh, uh, people that are coming in asking for work. So they're, they're quoting, but they can't, uh, they can't service it. And they're charging a lot. Now these landscape companies, they can, they can charge because they're, they're getting, you know, tons of people calling them and say, Hey, listen, can you do this? Can you do this? Well, we can, but you're, you know, it'd be the fall before we can get to it or next or the following year. So right now a lot of landscapers are probably saying before they can get there it'd be this fall or next or 2022, so that's sad that they have to wait another year if they're booking now, especially, you know, with, uh, a lot of new bills that people are moving into, they they may have to wait a long time for, uh, to get their landscaping done on their property, but get it done. And, you know, people want to enjoy the backyards now because you can't go nowhere this, this summer. I don't think we're, we're, we're going to be able to drive around, but I don't think it's going to, it's going to be as good as we think it's going to be. It's, it's going to be
1: the same as last year, possibly. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. Online, the website is robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. Send an email or question uh, uh, question via email, or if you have a topic idea, the email address is questions at robgolfi.com. And you can check out the Golfi team on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. The handle is at robgolfi. Uh, same. Saying goodbye to the term master bedroom as uh, the Canadian real estate industry looks to modernize its language and remove potentially racist undertones. This was a decision from the Canadian Real Estate Association saying that the term master and its relationship to slavery and male centricity has caused concern. Patrick Pichette is the VP of Realtor.ca uh, saying that, quote, words of power and the definition of words change over time. We feel this adjustment in language is appropriate when describing the primary bedroom of a home so the master bedroom is now the primary bedroom correct
2: it is it is i i uh, but it still shows up on our system as master so but that's going to change slowly because it started i think that started out in uh the west coast with um with the with turning master bedroom to pri- primary bedroom um uh, i i think um and, and we we're starting to describe it as, as that mm-hmm. and i understand i understand i mean it, we're very very in a in a A delicate stage in the world right now when it comes to words and 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 everything so i mean it's just like it's like uh the same thing with the uh the maple syrup and uh uh, uncle ben's rice they're changing they're changing it and i i don't i didn't see um um what um like i don't know why they had Honestly, Uncle Ben's Rice. I don't know. Uh, like, I did. I, I don't know if that, that had anything to do with slavery, but um, the, I I don't know. Yeah, what, that, what, that that what, was
1: the contention with Uncle Ben's Rice and Jemima. Both those names have, have changed, and it, it was basically just yeah, hearkening back to when uh, the black man or woman would serve you know the white family, and I think they just wanted to you know escape from that, and rightfully so. That was good decisions for both those companies. Right. Uh, should mention as well that Korea said the decision to remove the word was made after feedback from members, boards, and associations across the country and it's a good decision you know and it and really doesn't take away from what what the room is it's a primary bedroom this is where your traditional you know in a family setting the the couple would uh, you know sleep in that would be the primary bedroom so yeah it makes I, sense to I, me
2: absolutely that's the part the, the problem is we've been so used to saying yeah, master bedroom yeah.
1: and and uh, so and I, and
2: I could everybody ha- has their thing but i have no problem Primary bedroom, that's not a, that's not a problem. You'll, you'll start seeing, seeing that in the, uh, in a lot of the listings and people go primary bed, like people may not understand that. (laughs) Yeah. There might be some
1: confusion maybe what what where's the master you have a master and a primary no that's the same thing hey when we come back we're going to get into uh the millennial talk and and a lot of them uh through uh, some data that we have in front of us uh really are not interested in home ownership they're they're interested in home ownership but they clearly realize that it is a huge financial hurdle to get to that post so we'll we'll get to that when we come back here on the golfy real estate show hamilton edition on 900 chml
0: you are listening to a paid commercial program unless other
1: back. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. On the line once again, Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can check them out online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in terms of volume and unit sales, 905 575-7700. That number again, 905 575-7700. You can check them out all over Social media. The Golfy Team handle is at RobGolfy, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Great videos, tips, and advice. Are the hottest listings in Hamilton and Burlington on social as well. A very interesting story in terms of uh, home ownership when it comes to millennials. And a new survey from um, uh, an entity called Apartment List shows that nearly one in five millennials have given up on owning. A home, the 2021 Millennial Home Ownership Report found that last year, more than 18% of millennials who don't currently own homes expected to always rent. And that is up from just over 12% in 2019 and uh, just over 10% in 2018. So in uh, two years, that has gone up 8% in terms of millennials saying this just isn't going to happen. Yeah. it
2: it It's tough. And I, and I feel bad for them. And these are millennials that really don't have the help from parents, or maybe the parents don't have the money to help them out. And they're kind of on their own. And, uh, and I feel bad for these guys. And as time is going by and it's frustrating for these young people that they're seeing and they're hearing it, you know, on the radio and TV that the market's going up and up and up and it's just making them more depressed. And, 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 it, and I, 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 feel for these guys. Cause you know what? And I remember this happened in 2017, Rick. Hey, you know what, when things, 2016 and 17, when things were going crazy like this and they were losing out on bid after bid after bid and they just give up They say, we don't want, we just can't do this anymore. And, and look at it. Here we are again, you know, three, four years later after the 2017 boom, uh, they're back. It's, it's, it, 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 it could be a different generation of millennials. But um, and it's, and it, it, and they see that as each month, each, you know, whatever quarter goes, it, it goes up and it, sh- and that's going to add to the, the mortgage amount, which could be, you know, expensive for them to, to live in a, in, afford a house. You know, I mean, right now you're getting stuff, um, downtown, you know, North end of Hamilton, uh, you know, like four or 500,000 and, you know, and even up from that. And that's getting expensive. Like it's, and, and they may not want to be there, but they may have to start there and then work their way, you know, uh, towards either the east or the west and the Hamilton and the Hamilton Mountain. And eventually it's just it's just a life cycle that that right now we have to go through. And um, and it's just uh, nothing we can nothing we can stop this uh, train. This train is going and it's going to keep going for a while. So okay. I, I, I feel bad for the young young millennials.
1: The pandemic has certainly thrown a wrench into all this as well, because with, uh, you know, as we've seen around the world, really uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of job losses when you count uh, everything cumulatively. But uh, according to this report from Apartment List, 21 percent of millennials uh, who are committed renters say that buying a home is financially riskier than renting one. Because if they buy a home and then they lose their job, well, then they're on the hook for the mortgage, obviously.
2: That's right. And if they're renting, they could easily just give their sixty days notice and, and right. find something cheaper or move in with family. They're they're out. They can get out out of that uh, rental situation fast. Versus uh, having a house can can be a lot uh, tougher for them.
1: Uh, and in terms of uh, millennial renters having no down payment, sixty three percent, according to the survey, have no down payment. Fourteen percent have less than five thousand dollars eight percent of between five and ten grand and fifteen percent have ten grand or more when it comes to a down payment you know with the average price of a home in Hamilton soaring above seven hundred thousand dollars I'm not sure how much ten thousand is going to get you
2: ten thousand is not going to get you far it, yeah. it, it, like it's tough just just the land transfer tax on a home that's a half a million dollars could be four thousand dollars and uh, it, it is tough ten thousand doesn't it, It's it's tough to, to do yeah yeah you almost you, you need I think the the government should help uh, millennials trying to get into home ownership. So once they're in the game, they can continue on maybe match their down payment so they can afford or, you know, but, um, but it's, it, you know, we don't know what the government's going to do that. I mean, they're giving it, they're giving money away like crazy now. Maybe this is a time to get millennials to, to help them with the down payment. They had programs where you can, uh, uh, the government would lend money and if they ha- held on it, to the house for 20 years they don't have to worry about paying back the uh, loan uh, if they sold it before they would have to pay it back so i mean they should come up with something like that uh, to help uh you know first-time buyers for sure
1: when we come back a little more uh, talk about millennials and uh, how to get a fair cash offer for your home that's coming up next here on the golfy real estate show hamilton edition on 900 chml
0: you are listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified.
1: go around here on the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML Rick Samprin in studio. On the line once again, live from 1 Markland is Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online, robgolfie.com on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the handle at Rob Golfie and call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales at 905-575-7700. Just before the break, we uh, took a deep dive into a new report from a company called apartment list that finds most millennials, one in five in fact, have no down payment savings and uh, big disparities in terms of whether or not they're going to find that home, or at least even to make the effort to look for one because they know that the financial figures uh, are not computing in their favor. A couple of other interesting stats from this report, over 20% of millennials said so they're expecting down payment help from family, but for that remaining 80%, homeownership may be realistic only if their personal savings increase dramatically or they narrow their search to some of the nation's most affordable market. So if you're a millennial in the GTA or even Hamilton, you might be looking to maybe Niagara, maybe Brantford, maybe somewhere else around the city.
2: Yeah, they may have to move that way, but that means they're moving to areas that uh, the jobs are less paying also. Correct. So it just, uh, it, you know, it depends if they can handle a commute. It depends where they are.
1: Yeah, it's,
2: it, it, it is getting tougher and tougher for these guys.
1: It is a pretty uh, vicious cycle. Uh, have you have you interacted with more millennials during the pandemic or millennial home buyers, or have they just really fallen off the map in terms of uh, looking for homes nope, because nope. those prices have increased?
2: Yeah, no, they're still hanging in there. Um, but we are seeing some people just, you know, taking a, a step back and just uh, sitting and, and, you know, and watching how things uh, roll out. So, and, and and they're getting more frustrated. I, I have a, a niece that's looking and, and, and she w- didn't buy a house last year. She thought it was five thousand too much. Well, guess what? That same house this year is a hundred thousand dollars more. <laughs> wow. So it's, you know, it, it, you know, that's what happens. So you know, that five thousand dollars that they were worried about is now worth a hundred thousand dollars more, and it's frustrating now for them to look at houses. They're looking at it and saying, "Oh, like, like, well, the house we saw last year. This is." not as good as the one last year that, you know, and it's a hundred thousand dollars more. And I go, that's the way the market goes. And it's tough. It's really tough. It's tough. I know.
1: Let's uh, close out the show with a cash offer for your home. I have, uh, over the last number of weeks, received at least three different um, uh, items in the mail saying, hey, we'd love to buy your home as is. And uh, obviously, I'm un- of, of the understanding that it's not just my house. These letters are going to all the homes in the neighborhood. Um, but, they, you know, buy as is. You don't need a realtor. It's not going to be listed. We're going to come in, make you a fair offer. And uh, it's hassle free. And, and away we go. Um, what are some of the pitfalls that uh, you know home sellers uh, will fall into in this uh, scenario? It's it's surprising in this market
2: they're hurting themselves uh, and it uh, they, they're leaving a lot of money on the table and it depends on the situation. I, I guess there is a lot of people that just don't want anybody in their house. Uh, they just want it sold and they don't want to sign. They don't want anything. So I I don't know. Like uh, it's surprising. I think in a balanced market, I, I think it's great. But in this market, I think they could be leaving probably, I'd say twenty to to $100,000 on the table. Those guys that are buying those houses, they're flipping them, eh? They fix them up and they flip them real quick. And they've already made money on the day they take possession of them because they're not offering them uh, the real true value for their homes. So you got to be very, very careful for that. I mean, I mean we've had people uh, that come to me and say, listen, Rob, uh, I, I, don't want, I just want to sell it and you know, will you buy it? And I have, you know, but we have their lawyers look at it to make sure that everything is above board. Uh, these guys uh, don't have a real estate uh, license and they're buying these properties and they can do whatever they want. They can cheat them out or whatever. So be very, very careful on, uh, when, if you're sell if you're selling, uh, just be very careful on uh, what you sell it for because, you could be shortchanging yourself, uh, you know. You know, fifty to a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars, maybe more. So just be very careful uh, on when you're looking at that. Uh, sometimes it's always good to get an evaluation and see uh, what your house's value will be. And you know, if, if they called us, we would just tell them uh, this is what the market. You might get more than this because of the way the market is. So just be very careful.
1: Yeah, for those home sellers out there who are faced with this uh, scenario, dilemma, whatever you want to call it, issue, uh, it might seem too good to be true. It might seem to be hassle free, and 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 maybe it is. I haven't gone through that process, but I will say this: that as you've said in numerous times, and you just said that there there's a lot of money that's going to be left on the table, and uh, you know, going with a, an experienced and uh, a proven realtor like Rob Golfie is uh, going to get you the most money for your home. So I'll leave it at that. RobGolfy.com is the website you want to go to and call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. Don't forget, Golfy gets it sold. Thanks for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified,